0: Hey, this week we got a good episode, man. We got one of the best running backs in UTSA's history hopping on with us. We got Jalen Rhodes, a 5'9", 200-pound running back from Raleigh, Texas, getting on with us. We're going to ask him some of the biggest questions of his career, the biggest one of the day, just how important that I-35 rivalry is. Is the hate for Texas State really that big? And just how much that game means to him personally. We're going to ask him about his time in the pros, and we're going to take it back to the very beginning. Why the hell he even chose UTSA over Colorado State? Eastern Illinois, New Mexico, and New Mexico State. Y'all stay tuned. All right, man, this episode we got Jalen Rose, man. Uh, one of the best UGSA running backs in history. Um, man, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right, I can't complain. Thank you for having me.
0: Man, I appreciate you even being on here, man. I caught a couple of your games when you was in college, you know, uh 2017 when you ran for a buck 74 on Texas State, and uh yeah, y'all whooped that ass pretty bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was it was a good game. We had a we had a I think that was a, a successful year for us and uh that's that's the that's the game that we traveled down there for the first time, correct? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was yeah, that was I think that was one of my, my highlight games, one of my one of my favorite or better games of my career.
0: Man, I just remember uh you had a run and yeah, you broke I think it was like a good what 60 70 yard run you broke. <laughs> that thing was nasty, man. Yeah, funny, funny thing about that. I remember because
1: I, I wasn't even in the mood to play that game. I remember Coach, I, think, I believe his name was Coach Spurlock. He was our defensive backs coach. He came up to me. He said, look like you're not ready to play. And I, told <laughs> him I, I wasn't. I really just, I didn't feel anything that day, but it turned out to be a great outing for me. So I'm happy, happy with it. Glad it's something you remember.
0: <laughs> hey man, would you say that's your best game?
1: No, I don't believe that's my best game.
0: Ooh, what's your best game? You got here. Let me hear that one. It would have been my sophomore year versus Southern Miss. Ooh, okay. Why well, was that your best game? What what about it made it this that game you always remember?
1: Oh, cuz the uh, the previous week, I mean, I had a terrible week of practice. Um it wasn't looking too good as far as me getting on the field. Um coach Brought me into his office. We talked about a few things. And it just, it just, it didn't look well for me, you know, throughout the rest of the season. But I got my opportunity, got into the game, and I ended up having about 170, or I think like 169 and three touchdowns. And I think that was the most touchdowns in a game. But I think Sincere's tied that multiple times or broke it by now.
0: Yeah, that man, that man, that man cold, man. Sincere is oh, something man. else.
1: He's he's the truth. Uh he I, I truly believe he'll be the first running back from UTSA to be drafted.
0: Hopefully the first. Okay. Round. I mean, y'all had some good ones. I mean, you, Devin Gelasco, Jarrion Williams, uh Sincere. I mean, they got another kid right now from Judson. Uh I think his name is uh Lewis is his last name. So okay. I mean that running back room, <laughs> man. Y'all are breaking runs and you know doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It's crazy to think that like. I watched I went to high school with Jarvion and to see him go from safety to running back and then watching you play. And now sincere, it's like, man, y'all are UTSA might have the best running back history in conference USA right now.
1: Hmm. I like that. I like that. I'm I'm gonna second that statement. We, UTSA does have some great running back history, but I I just I mean no matter who's been coaching at, at the university, like there's always been a passion for running the ball. And I just, I think that's something that's highly valued in Texas football and just in football in general. So I'm highly appreciative of the coaches that have that have come through the school and just, you know, continue to uh, build and develop the run. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a good thing for, for the program.
0: I mean, us as fans, we loving it. I mean, you know, it's a pass crazy league everywhere else. You know, the Big Twelve and all them big schools like that. But to see y'all running the ball, I mean, I mean, y'all are running powers. Y'all are running like sweep toss zones. Like, man, it's. I mean, we're really loving them. What you what you guys got going on in San Antonio for sure?
1: Oh, exactly. It's hard nosed football. You know, it's, like you said, there's not much of it around. It's a lot of air raid and and you know that's that's what it's coming to. But you know, there's still a still a few solid traditional teams out there. You know.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that, man. Um, what was it like, you know, playing for Rollett? You know, coming from that area and then uh, going from there to San Antonio was there like a big change, a big culture shock for you?
1: Oh, uh, definitely was. It was definitely a big shock. Um, well, so Rollette, you know, the Rollette Garland area, mm-hmm. uh, a bit east from Dallas. It's 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 a mixed population, but it's predominantly, as far as the youth go. From my experience was uh, Mexican, black and white. So I mean, and just like the the nature of the city, the uh the aesthetic of the city, like Dallas is a much faster paced area. The DF, DFW is a much faster paced place. So it was, I was used to a lot of different things. So coming to San Antonio, it was the city was still the same as far as size and and uh people, the body of people. I mean, the the demographic was different. It's a it's a higher uh population of the latino community so i mean that was new i was definitely influenced by the latino community i um i fell in love with tacos uh (laughs) (laughs) with with a bunch of different with a bunch of different um demographics honestly because being at utsa it was like a melting pot of culture so it honestly it opened up my 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 view of the world it gave me different opportunities to communicate with people from all over all over the world not just america literally all over the world so I think that's something that has just helped me come a long way as a human being and an individual. So I'm very thankful for that experience uh, moving to San Antonio. But I mean, yes, it's 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 honestly it's it's like moving from out the country to in the country. It's it's that big of a difference. It was that big of a difference for me,
0: man. I hear you, man. Uh, When I first uh, because I used to live in the DFW now, you know, but now I do for a little bit. But um. I know I come from San Antonio. I grew up there, and then coming up here, man, it was a huge culture shock. Like everything up here is bigger, faster. Y'all have way more traffic. I was not used to that at all. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and you know, yeah, TCU, SMU, and you know all these schools in one area pretty much is pretty crazy.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 a lot. The concrete jungle for sure.
0: Definitely. Um, when you were in high school, you know. Did you want to play running back or was there another position that you thought you were to excel um, excelled at? In all honesty, in high school, I was focused on uh, playing basketball.
1: I was going to be, I wanted to be a point guard at Michigan State with all of my heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what but, happened, man? What, what happened?
1: So. It was it was sophomore years, my first year on varsity basketball, and honestly, the coach just kept bearing me at the end of the bench, and I didn't understand why I was doing good at practice, and I feel like I deserved the opportunity, but he had he held a bit of a grudge against guys who played multiple sports. Mm. So, so, I mean, it took a toll on me, but after a while, I just thought, man, you, I mean, you're good at both, and one's a little bit easier for you and it's easier to get a scholarship on the on the football field than it isn't on a court so I mean way out your options then I then I had a few coaches come and talk to me about it and it just made more sense to stick with football and I ended up I ended up sticking with football I think I quit basketball my sophomore year and went all football after that
0: man like man basketball is a hell of a sport man you know
1: football is completely different completely different agreed it is this is, but you know I think I think most athletes gear I mean not but they gravitate towards they grab I feel like they gravitate towards like football and soccer and track first and then football is something that they develop later on in life when whenever they get a little bit bigger unless it's something that you've been placed in since your youth like I didn't play football growing up yeah my father didn't play football no my nobody, nobody in my family played football I didn't learn until somebody saw me Run at recess. So they they assumed I was fast and they put me on the field and then the rest is history.
0: Man, that's all it takes, man. Somebody got to start you out and you just run with it.
1: Yep. See something
0: in you. Man. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you this, man. In high school, you know, was it, was it hard for you, you know, um, going from, you know, because I know you play you know, sophomore year, you know, freshman year football and stuff like that. But your first varsity game, was the speed of the game, was it hard for you?
1: I wouldn't say it was hard but it is definitely something that I noticed. I mean, just playing with older guys, they they of course the speed of the game, faster, their strength, the uh the maturity of their their bodies and everything like that cuz I mean, sophomore year, what what are you? 15, 16 years old? Yes, sir. And then juniors and seniors are probably about 17, 18 at the max. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, an eighteen-year-old boy is completely different from a sixteen-year-old boy. So, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, the, besides the speed, it was it was more of the pain that was something that stood out to me because I mean, that first hit, uh, there was some blood that came from my lips. Like it was it was a good smack. And then we did we also didn't have the Revo speeds and the speed flexes and all those nice helmets that people have now. We had those hard hats.
0: Man, I fail you on that. <laughs> <laughs> them touch
1: that 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 make you scratch your head after a while.
0: Yes, sir <laughs> <laughs> Um do you remember your your um very first touch like touchdown? Do you remember the play or do you remember how you felt after it? Yeah, like in my in my life? Yeah, in your life you, you no matter what level your very first touchdown.
1: I remember my very first touchdown. It was fourth grade. It was Saturday morning um my cousin had just traveled down from little rock arkansas he's the only person in the family that played football and he played running back so he traveled down to see my first game uh i remember him pulling me to the side and telling me they put their pants one leg on a time they put their pants one leg on at a time just like you so don't be scared of anybody very first play i got a toss to the left i ran down the sideline and he was running with me <laughs> very first play, so right then and there i was like yeah i might i might i might play football for a little while you know this this might be my thing
0: this might be your thing that's all that's all it takes (laughs) that's all it takes when you were in high school you know um let's talk a little bit about your recruiting process um was your recruiting process kind of was it hard for you to really pick the school because I know you know you had Colorado State, Eastern Illinois, New Mexico, New Mexico State and some other you know some other schools hollering at you like what made you pick UTSA out of all of that?
1: Uh, my recruiting process was actually, it was very tough and it was actually, it was kind of, kind of crazy. So I had interest from a few schools before I went on my uh, summer camp tour. So I went on, I went to a few schools. I went to, I went to a and I got offered by them. I went to North Texas, got offered by them, went to UTEP. I got offered by them. And I also went to Texas Tech and got offered by them. Texas Tech was the first one to reach out and set up a visit so I went to Texas Tech first and I committed very first like as soon as I stepped on campus and I saw everything I committed um I was committed to Texas Tech for six months okay UTSA had came to they came to the school to see me they spoke with my coach at the time it was coach Harden and the man that came to see me at that time was Kevin Brown. He was an offensive coordinator under Larry Coker. Okay. So talked to them for a while. I mean, a few weeks later, um, they sent someone else by the name of Eric Rourke. He was the D-line coach at that time. He also came by to recruit. Um, at that time, I, I saw UTSA. I'd never seen their colors before. Like never seen anyone wearing that polo. So. To be honest, I didn't show the school much attention. I appreciated the guys coming to see me, but I just, I because I didn't know who they were, I, I wasn't that interested. Especially when I had other schools that, that were just more, uh, bigger, bigger name schools. So I was, I was really focused towards them. But a few months went on, and uh, during my senior year, I tore my ACL in the first or second game.
0: Oh man.
1: Yeah, it was unfortunate, but it happens. Um, and then the following week, Texas Tech, they uh, Tommy Tuberville was a head coach at the time. He left the recruiting dinner to take a call from Cincinnati. And he quit that day and took the job at Cincinnati. And Texas Tech ended up hiring Cliff Kingsbury um, the next week, the next following week. And after that, I think it was a few weeks of people communicating back and forth. What were they going to do with the class that was already committed? And he went through and called about three or four of us and he took our scholarships from us. Oh, so, man. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That that hurt my soul because I know getting a scholarship was something that my mother wanted for me. There was something that my father wanted for me. And it was also something that I wanted to do for them. So when that happened, I don't know, it just kind of took a toll on me, but I knew it wasn't the end. I knew there was other things and bigger and better things meant for me. At the end of the day, God gives you purpose and no man can take it away. So it came to the point between North Texas, New Mexico and UTSA. Um, I called coach Polo Gutierrez after I got off the phone with uh, Cliff Kingsbury who was the running backs coach at, time, at the time at UTSA. And we set up a visit I honestly went there the following weekend and I had a great time, met a few guys. I believe I I met Jarvey on that day. Not sure it was, it was a while ago, but yeah, I enjoyed myself and then I, I committed that day. So gray shirted then ended up coming to UTSA in the spring.
0: I mean, that's man. That's a lot of turnaround, man. I, I didn't know Texas take did stuff like, like, I didn't know they was doing all that. Like I remember when, uh, Kingsburg got hired you know it was uh, a lot of people weren't really too cool with him getting hired like that but um you know that's one thing a lot of kids nowadays don't know about like when a new coach comes in like he will take that scholarship from you he will pull it
1: oh yeah and then and it's 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 actually it's it's funny because I was I was in position to to work my way to Texas A&M like I had the green light from every coach at the table, but him, man. And then he comes to tech and does the same thing. So I just, I really just think it's funny how life works, but I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, everything happens for a reason. God gives you a purpose and no man can take it away. So I'm happy with the outcome. I'm thankful that I was able to become a, a, a road runner.
0: Man was um, what school was your best visit? And do you have like any crazy or wild recruiting stories? was my best visit
1: yeah. I'd have I'd have to say that I I enjoyed myself at, at UTSA the most and as far as wild no nah, my 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 host was was David Glasgow and, and <laughs> uh, I mean he's a pretty straightforward guy he took me he took me to uh, this little uh, I guess it's a club downtown in San Antonio it was it was it was made of red bricks I don't know, I know I've been exactly
0: where you're talking about
1: <laughs> yeah I've been to a few places there I mean it, it was it was pretty cool I mean to be a be a, a high school senior to be in a college party I, I enjoyed myself but I know once I was in college and you know, we went back to that same building Things were pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a little lot different. <laughs> yeah, a lot different. <laughs> man, um, I think it's crazy, man, like, you, you sitting here saying, like, UTSA, because I remember when you got there, UTSA was barely in, a couple years in, and, you know, to go from, you know, the first signing class to your class and the classes after, you know, UTSA has really built its brand up, like, it's gotten pretty damn big. You know, the Alamo Dome, you know, it's not the best stadium in the world, but, you know, when there's a lot of people in there, that place is loud as hell. I know um when you guys play Texas State, you know, and in uh, San Marcus, man, it was it was crazy. Like the San Marcus fans, San Marcus does not like y'all. Like Texas State, they cannot stand y'all. And I don't know, is the hate, is the hate really that serious in that rivalry? Oh, for
1: them, yeah. I mean, they, everyone hates to be the little brother. Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what to tell them. Like it's it's unfortunate, but they just can't compare like, I mean, they have, they have a nice city over there. They have a nice university as well. But I mean, when it comes to sports, we're dominant. Yeah. Um, I mean, education. I mean, if you, if you look at, if you look at our school's track record, we're dominant. I mean, they are a party school. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you There there's no one salty at a uh, UTSA. We were living in, in, Peace and prosperity. It's it's nothing but anger over there in San Marcos.
0: Man, them boys in San Marcos. They <laughs> anything <laughs> south of that, they are not fucking with it. Uh, how was uh, that? How was that week of practice leading up to that game? Like, what did, what did Coach tell y'all about that? Cause I know, like, man, it was all over social media. They was uh making banners on y'all and like making our kind of wild posts saying, and y'all was like got sucked and stuff. Like, I was like, man, this robbery is pretty damn good. Uh,
1: so I gotta be honest. Everyone was in as far as the football team goes, the actual team, everyone was cool as a cucumber was nobody was worried. Nobody overthought anything. (laughs) We knew we were going to win. It was just the coaching staff. They were they wanted to make sure that we didn't underestimate our opponent. But it was just like it was it was business to us. Like, I don't think there was a game or a situation where the team was ever this focused and motivated to go out there and make a statement. We knew we were gonna be on ESPN. We knew how much they were putting on Twitter. We knew how much they were talking. It was just one of those things. All right, we're gonna see. Wait till Saturday,
0: boy. Y'all beat the brakes off them boys. Y'all and beat the brakes off them boys.
1: We we had to because I mean some of the some of the some of those tweets were unnecessary and just disrespectful for no reason.
0: Man, I uh, mean looking back at them, like, yeah. I mean it, it went beyond football. So it, was just it like, did. It <laughs> did. <laughs>
1: It would be on football for a point. So it was for a second. Uh, yeah, we had to take care of business. And, and we did that. So I'm I'm very proud of the team that I was a part of and, and what we did that day. And hopefully we continue to do those things.
0: If I'm not mistaken, on that team, y'all had um, I think Davenport was still there too. And um y'all had a linebacker. Uh was it Josiah?
1: Yes, Josiah. Uh we also had Laquel Bass, who Yep. Was- Was who was a threat? Um, we had Kevin Strong, D tackle.
0: Who's uh y'all boys was loaded on defense? Y'all boys was loaded.
1: Oh yeah. And then we had we had we had pretty much the same team on offense, I believe, minus uh Jarvion and uh yeah, it was it was minus Jarvion and a few other players, but just about everybody else returned that year.
0: Was it um how was the playbook? Because uh, I know um, going from Croker to Wilson, um, was there any big differences in that?
1: Oh, yes. All right. So Wilson's playbook was more. Um, so our our offensive coordinator, he came from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was a quarterback's coach with Jacksonville before he came to UTSA. So we ran a a legit pro style NFL offense with a with a few spread and and RPO-ish things here and there. But you know, it was it was true pro style, under center, hard nose, we're running the ball down your throat no matter what type of football. And that was something very different for me because I mean I'm playing in North Texas, everything is spread. Mm-hmm. Or you'll you'll find your outlier who does a wing T or something like that, but everyone's honestly they run spread. And we're spreading you spread everybody out, and then by the time they spread it out, we run the ball up the middle. That's that's normally what how it goes. But so with Coach Wilson, it was completely different. So I had to get used to being under center. Like I made the change to playing in a spread and gun system in eighth grade. So I ain't played under center or taken a, a snap in a power eye formation since pee-wee. So it was it was definitely something new, but uh, it was something that made you think, and and honestly, made you question how much you love the game because now you had to truly become a student of the game in order to excel with all the information that they were giving us. Because a lot of these coaches came from the NFL; they came from higher level programs, and they just had a lot of knowledge that a, a lot of us younger players or players in general have never heard of, never seen, never practiced. And it was it was it was something difficult but it was something that paid off if you put the time and the effort and the work in.
0: That's what's up, man. Like I know, um, cause I know when, uh, UTSA when, when Croker was there, I know he had, um uh, the classes that he had, you know, Eric Brown was a DB, you know, Chris Johnson was a running back, uh, Brandon Armstrong and them boys. You know, I was looking at that and like, you know, they, they ran the ball a lot, you know, then I seems like, um, Wilson was there. You guys started getting a little more more with the passing game. You had a couple more receivers too. Right. So you right. know, you know, seeing the differences in that, how you know, UTSA started to, I mean, hell, even where they are now is it's it's crazy. Like Frank Will, uh, Frank Harris is killing it. Sincere is killing it. Their offensive line is a lot different than you know when you guys had a line it's a little different. So you know, it's um, man, I didn't know, man, I didn't know the playbook was so different like that between the two.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Very, very different. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like it, it all comes down to play calling and and what they favor, because no matter what, you can scheme things, you can come in with a game plan, but you're a human being, you're always going to do what you favor, what you like. So just I guess second nature for self, is throwing the ball and second nature for uh. Kevin Brown is is running the ball, so I mean that's just how it goes. It depends on your your coordinator and and how his mind is set up
0: man i, I gotta I gotta ask you this one man um <laughs> that North Texas game where they won like last minute mm-hmm. how did you feel about that game?
1: That's my very last game in the Alamo Dome I was. I was sad that it came to an end like that. I was also happy that I was able to see and be on the field for the end of my career. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just ultimately, it just hurt to go out with a with an L, ultimately. But you know, you win some, you lose some. But I'm thankful that, I, like I said, I got to finish my senior season. So it's it's a blessing at the end.
0: Who's the favorite? Te- who's the your favorite team to play against, other than Texas Tech? Because I mean, I know y'all whoop their ass all the time, but uh, who's your favorite team to play against?
1: The record may not show it, but but La Tech.
0: Ooh, okay, I was not expecting that one. Why La Tech?
1: I never, I never got a chance to beat them.
0: Man, yeah, La Tech got some ballers. Them boys out there balling,
1: and they were they were always the most physical. They were never scared. And they they they, they, they like to talk. You know, there was very few teams that ever got me to talk, but they got me to talk. I liked, I I talked that game. So I always enjoyed playing them. It was always a tough one, but I, I always enjoyed playing
0: them. Man, okay. So when you're playing, going from like Latte, you know, playing North Texans and stuff like that and, um, you know, playing these really, you know, pretty damn high-flying teams, you go from that to playing UTEP. I know you guys played in the Sun Bowl a couple times, like, How was that experience, driving way out there in the middle of West Texas, damn near New Mexico, playing in a Sun Bowl where, you know, not a lot of people really support UTF football like that, like, you know, stands pretty empty. How was that?
1: Um, My my first experience, it was great, honestly. Um, I mean, just being in their stadium, it may not be packed, but, like, the way that it's set up in the mountains, it's, Mm -hmm. it's something very, very pretty to look at, so I enjoyed my first trip out there but just uh going back and forth like yeah UTEP's not a El Paso's not somewhere that you want to honestly be I mean I wouldn't say that I enjoyed playing against them too much because like I mean we both know that they haven't been that great these past few years but yeah I mean it's always nice to go see the mountains you know
0: yeah. I mean, man, they got the letters in the mountains and stuff and you can see Mexico yeah. right across the border. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice.
1: You can honestly, some, some people actually watch the game from the mountains. You can
0: see some people
1: up there. So I think, I think honestly, that's the coolest thing about, about UTEP. They might have one of the nicer stadiums because of the scenery that goes with it.
0: Okay. Would you say like, um, that's a pretty cool like game tradition, having people in the mountains? Cause I know, um, I know at North Texas they have the hill, you know they had a hill out there, and people watch some of the games from the hill.
1: Right. So
0: you know, is let's talk about that. Like, what's the best game day tradition that UTSA has?
1: Oh, the spirit walk.
0: Okay, I've heard this one before too. I heard the spirit walk was pretty damn nice.
1: Oh yes, by far it's 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 amazing. I think, I think the spirit. the they switched it because Coach Coker, we would walk from. I'm forgetting the street, but we would walk through downtown and go in the front of the Alamo Dome. When Coach Wilson came, we we would park at the back of the Alamo Dome. We would walk from the back way, and everyone would stand in that like that little alley, mm-hmm. and they would like stand on the stairs and clap, and the band would be out there. I mean, both situations were great. But the first one allowed more fans and more people to be around. The second situation, it was kind of limited. And also, things started to to go downhill a little bit for us during that during that time period. So less people started to show up. But, I mean, the spirit walk is something that's just, it's great. I mean, you got fans from all over the place. They know your name. They're throwing confetti at you. They're cheering you on, wishing you good luck. and And some people are praying for you. I mean, it's just... You just really see how much the city and people, people's parents and families, and everyone who supports the team cares for the players, and I think it's just something great that each player that comes through UTSA should experience.
0: Well, that's what's up. you saying UTSA, man, San Antonio, when uh, when y'all are winning, they definitely behind y'all. They okay. definitely behind y'all.
1: Yes, they're <laughs> when when the W's are rolling in. The fan, the fans are they're they're static, They're excited. I mean, they're they're showing love on Twitter. They're doing everything they can to support and and uplift. It's 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 a great thing when things are going right. You're absolutely right.
0: <laughs> I mean, do, do you think um this is a, this is a crazy one? You know the way UTSA is projecting and you know, how they're getting better of you know every year. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you know, conference USA. They're gonna you know eventually realignment is gonna come. Do you ever see UTSA making that jump to a bigger conference?
1: I honestly do. I remember while being at UTSA, it was an uh, it was an idea that our previous AD had, Lynn Hickey. I knew she wanted to make a jump. the The, the plan was to win Conference USA a few times, then make the jump. I don't know where we we're gonna make the jump to, but I could see UTSA in a in a Big Twelve or or maybe a Pac twelve something like that.
0: I could see the Big Twelve. I mean, I just. I was talking to one of my uh, old teammates the other day. I was like, "Man, can you imagine how crazy San Antonio would be if UTSA beat the University of Texas? Like, San Antonio would go nuts. The whole northwest side of the city would be, it would go crazy. They would block off
1: the city of San Antonio. They would. They not would have to anyone to travel to Austin or anything. They they would be furious with us.
0: Man, I just I think about that. Then I know I know y'all played Baylor that one year." And I'm like, you know, damn near that. I was like, yo, like, UTSA fans travel pretty damn well for that game. It's not it's not, it's not, bad. The Big 12, I mean, you know, eventually Texas State would probably have to join if they ever decide to get their stuff together. But, you know, the Big 12, I mean, y'all are – I mean, everywhere the school is damn near right off of 35. So, I mean, it's a perfect fit. I mean, I remember mean, when y'all play Houston and y'all beat Houston. I mean, bro, like, UTSA right now is probably one of the best schools in the state of Texas football-wise.
1: Oh, agreed. It's it's. I think UTSA is just far behind because football's only been around for what is it? Will this make this upcoming season will make ten or eleven?
0: I think it was what uh ten. I think it's ten. Ten.
1: 10. See, <laughs> and that's 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 young to 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 be to even be mentioned as a you know saying a top team in Texas. Ten years as a as a Division one program.
0: Yeah, in Texas, eight, man. That's a division one program, man. It ten years, and you're in Texas. Like Texas is a football crazy state. You're already one of the best teams. Yeah, you, you got a point on that one. And so, to, so we're
1: growing fast. It just, it just depends on how how fast we can continue to grow. I mean, we're we're getting our names out there. We're on TV more and more. You know, you see us on Saturdays. Um, so it just, yeah, I think it just depends on on what the leadership of the school does moving forward.
0: And let's talk about, um, let's talk about your pros. Like, I know you had, you know, your pro day. I know um, you wanted to go pro and everything like that. Talk about, talk to me about it. What, what happened in that process? Like, Did you, um, was there any agents that were telling you, you know, you might be projected at a certain round or how did your, you know, your pro day go? Because I, I know a lot of people, a lot of running backs, you know, they don't necessarily, they have great seasons, but they don't get that combine invite, which kind of sucks. Right. But um, how was that whole process for you? Oh, well,
1: I mean, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't that great due to uh due to a uh, lack of production uh, at the end of the junior season due to injuries, and then just lack of production throughout the senior season due to injuries. Um, I really needed to have a great pro day in order to get myself out there to be a contender for a, a, a spot to compete in camp. So, I mean, pro day went well. I ran a 4-4, jumped a 39. Ooh, okay. Broad jump, broad jump 10, 5. Damn. Um, yeah, no, I, I was working. I put in my work. So it, it showed up, but it just it just wasn't enough. Those lingering injuries, you know, they caught wind of them. And once the truth is out there, you know, there's not a lot that you can uh, you can do about it. So it was just one of those fortune fortunate situations. I was afforded an opportunity, uh, but still it just it didn't it didn't go the way that i that i wanted to the my injury mm-hmm. it lingered a little bit too long couldn't couldn't overcome so
0: i mean did you have any um what do you have any teams giving you calls
1: oh i received calls from the detroit lions the uh, arizona cardinals new york jets and the dallas cowboys
0: okay Ooh, the cowboys that's that's like Hollywood right there. I man, out of those teams, um, if one would have, if you would have been picked up by one, what team would you have liked?
1: Oh, Cowboys.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I can see, I can see that. You know, you're riding oh. the DOW area back home, playing for America's team. You know, that's it's not a bad setup, man.
1: Of course, I, I had my opportunity. I was afforded an opportunity to go try with the Cowboys during their Dallas day. Um, me and uh another teammate were were there and I just, I just didn't perform well. So I had my opportunity and I fell short, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, I was afforded the opportunity to to live out my dream, you know, just didn't have enough, you know?
0: I hear you on that, man. You know, I just, like I said, man, out of the games I've seen you play, you know, um, I, I still can't believe it, man. Like uh, you, you coming from, you know, I've, I've seen Jarvion play, then uh And I saw you play and it's like, man, like UTSA got some backs, man. They got some horses back there. Like they don't even really have to throw the ball. Then, you know, to see you go from that to, yeah, you know, I I heard about the injuries a little bit. I know you were a little banged up, you know, your senior year too. But, you know, just to see the talent that you had when you weren't injured, like, yeah, man, you was putting on some stats. I mean, you ran for, I mean, almost 2,000 yards in your career. You almost had 20 touchdowns. And some of them games you was playing hurt.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of them games I was playing. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, like just just like you said, man, I'm, I mean, now that I look back on it, I after everything that I've been through, I had a really good career. I I, I did a lot. So, I mean, I'm, I'm content with it and I'm, I'm happy with what I did.
0: Who's your favorite teammate of all time from UTSA?
1: My favorite teammate of all time. Oh, that's a good one. I gotta
0: think. Oh, because y'all had some characters. <laughs> y'all had a lot of them.
1: I don't want any of my old teammates who might hear this to be mad at me. But there's one guy that I remember from my freshman year all the way till now, and I still talk to him every now and then. And that's my guy, Michael Robinson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And if anybody knows Mike, they know what he goes by. It's Dirty Mike, that's my boy. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Every day
1: I saw him, no matter what I was going through, no matter what we had to do that day, he knew how to put a smile on my face. He would say one thing, he would say one thing to me. He'd look at me with a straight face, Jay, it's going down today. <laughs> He said it just like that. I don't know. Every single time he said it like that, it, it would get me in my soul, man. He's he's a great guy, funny guy. I love to be around him.
0: Man, that's what's up, man. We all need teammates like that because, you know, some days on practices, ain't, ain't you ain't feeling them practices someday. So that's what's up.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta have those guys around. Know how to uplift without really doing too much, just being themselves.
0: Hey, just being them. Got to be authentic with it. Yes, sir. Now, how do you feel about the running back room in UTSA right now? Do you uh, think it's better than when you were there?
1: Uh, well, I ain't gonna just throw myself under the bus like that. You know, we had, we were,
0: <laughs> I was something, but y'all were some dogs. This uh, call it for the is. Y'all were some dogs.
1: dogs, but man,
0: I think I think it.
1: They they got their own little tandem going. You know, sincere and uh and Brendan. So I I don't I don't want to compare. I, I said them boys got it. Jarvion and, and myself passed the torch.
0: Yeah, but you and Jarvion was doing y'all was doing some things, man. Like this <laughs> let like, we not go act like y'all weren't y'all weren't balling though. Like y'all, y'all this man. I mean it's Sincere, yeah by himself, he's gonna put up numbers as well. But y'all two together, man, y'all was eating.
1: I just I'll just say we all cut from the same cloth.
0: And it's crazy because y'all just passed the torch right down to the next one. It's like there's no fall off with it.
1: I don't know, he's gonna do the same thing. Well, I don't I don't know what's what's in the water or or, or what we got going on, but we we breed them well down there. We yeah. always gonna have a, a good a good stud at running back.
0: Man, I'm <laughs> telling you, man. It, I remember it started with Galasco Chris Johnson, Brandon Armstrong, then it led to Jarvion, you now it's like, man, you got Sincere. Um, you got uh, Brady, and there's another kid on the team, he's from Denton. Um, I think it's Cobbs is his last name. Man, he's he's pretty yeah. damn good too.
1: I saw him get in, not too. Uh, I think he got in. I don't remember against who, but he got in real late and he did well. I think he's number 15. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest. I think the most underrated running back in UTSA history is Brandon Armstrong.
0: Bro, he was uh, when he was in high school, he was uh, at Roosevelt. His highlight tape was ridiculous. And I've seen him play plenty of times in person because I went to Judson, but man, he people really and just he- don't know how good he was.
1: No, they don't. And they don't give him credit because his size, but that man has more heart than any person I've met. He he he's a he's a true football player. He he would have he would have done a lot more if he had opportunity to.
0: I'll figure on that. Did you think um his size was something that made him not get the carries like that in college?
1: Yes, wholeheartedly. It was, it was it was just based off of preference, like somebody else thought that he couldn't do it. Not that they didn't give him the opportunity. They just thought he couldn't because of the size.
0: So I'm like, man, when he was at Roosevelt playing against some of the best teams in San Antonio, I was like, bro, like he – there was a safety from Madison. He was damn there 6'2", 6'3", 230. And I'm like, bro, he going to head up with him. Like he's only 5'6", five, 5'7". Um, maybe 160, 170 pounds. Like no, that God man got some heart. He's more like 150, 140. Ooh, he's little, little then. But I mean, he's still, I mean, but think all about it.
1: Heart. He's all heart. But that's, he's a, he's a, he's a dog as well. I learned a lot from him. So,
0: yeah. yeah so, we- man, they passed that torch down to you like that, man. Um,
1: oh, yeah. Respect to them.
0: After, um, you know, now that after the, the, the pro situation and everything like that, um. Now you're in the coaching side of things. How is that going for you?
1: Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it, man. It's 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 an experience to just see the see ball from the the other side, and just to see the players from the other side, and just like how you view them. Uh, I just it's it's a bit different. Instead of trying to be boys with everybody, you're trying to be a mentor. You're trying to be a teacher, and you know, help mold and build young men. So uh i really enjoy it i love it
0: man that's what's oh i know what i meant to ask you your first stipend check what was your first big purchase with your first stipend check
1: oh man i went out and bought me an all gold nixon watch Ooh, okay stun with yeah. it. oh yeah i remember i i don't think i ever spent more than like $30 on a watch. I, I think I dropped like $150 on it. And I was
0: I was scared, but I was so happy. <laughs> man, hey man, you coming out the store with that thing. You gotta put it on a stunt. You got oh, yeah, to. I, I
1: walked out, I walked out with it on my wrist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he didn't even get out the store with it.
1: <laughs> at all, at all. And I think I backed door with a with an all-gold chain. Man, See. <laughs>
0: A lot of people don't, man, a lot of people don't know, man. You get that stipend check and uh, boys be, uh, <laughs> boys be stunned out here with them.
1: Hey, you, yeah, man, shoot, you're young. It's the government's money. You got to pay it back. So you might as well have some fun. You
0: might as well enjoy it while you can, shoot. <laughs> you
1: live. You'll say you're young. You'll, you'll, you'll make a $150 back. Just don't, don't go too crazy. You know, do what you're supposed to do. Spend it on school now. Man, yeah, that's all true. All my kids listening to this. Don't, <laughs> don't hurt yourself. Trying,
0: trying to do too much. Yeah, do do just enough. Exactly, do just enough. <laughs> um, I've always been told because you know I, I played a little bit in college, my freshman year at, at Northern Colorado, and I remember um when I uh, signed and committed, there was a part where um I thought I automatically have four years free. So, if I fast forward to that off season, I had to like renew my scholarship and stuff. I was completely lost, like. Is that something that you tell players about, like kids that you recruit?
1: Uh, no, honestly, because it's it, it differs at at certain levels, but I do know within this business it's frowned upon to. Uh, are you talking talking about pulling scholarships from kids year to year?
0: Yeah, because I know like um sometimes like uh there's a situation I know um there was the kid at Baylor who uh. He had like a documentary and stuff like that, and he was like, "Yeah, like you know, you think uh, you signed this one piece of paper, and you got four years automatically free." And he was like, "Yeah, but after my first season, they called me to the office, and I had to sign, re-sign scholarship papers just to stay on it." And I remember when I did, I was just like, oh, "Okay, cool." You know, my coach is just like, "Yeah, you know, it's your you know financial aid stuff, you know, whatever you're going to start selling my stipend check, you know, you sign here, your your scholarship's good, you know." But his situation. I think they pulled his scholarship. I think they were trying to pull it. I don't know too much of the details after that, but I know he every year he was like he had to renew it and resign it every year.
1: Yeah, that's. uh, I mean, that's something that we did. I mean, it did kind of catch me off guard the first time we did it, but it was just like, I I, the way that I looked at it it is just like, I don't know, just it's it's the paperwork. They just they just need to have this paperwork on file. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I viewed it. I didn't view it as anything strange or anything. Now, if you were called to come sign this for a specific reason or like they might take it from you, I think that's truly based off how you performed or what you did. But I do believe that's kind of, kind of like a underlying thing that they don't tell recruits or they don't tell kids in general. Like you you assume that once you, once you get your scholarship, yeah, I got four years free no matter what. And that's just that's just not the case. So I think a lot of people just need to to research what the recruiting process actually is because there's a lot of things that can happen. So you gotta you gotta understand what you're what you're really getting into.
0: Man, that that is something that um I will I will say to at young athletes, like if you're really trying to play the sport, like you really need to know what you're signing and really know what you're getting yourself into.
1: Exactly
0: you see sitting here signing thinking, oh, mom, I got four or five years free for a red shirt, everything's gravy. And then some new coach come in and is like, I'm going to take that scholarship and then go give it to this kid in Atlanta real quick. Like, you, you that's a situation where a lot of kids are like, man, well, this can't happen. But, I mean, it happens every day.
1: Yep. You're absolutely right. It happens every day. So, I mean, and kids just got to understand that you you got to be valuable too. Yeah, you do. Like you can't, you can't sign that piece of paper and then, then not work hard, not show up, and then go through the motions. Like, if that's the case, and you think you're going to continue to to benefit, yeah, um, sadly, and you're sadly mistaken, my friend. So, and it'll be a rude awakening for you. But if you have the intentions of doing right, like whether you produce on the field or not, nine times out of ten, you will remain and keep that scholarship.
0: Man, just. Yeah, that whole that whole recruiting thing is a mess, man. Having to register for uh, you know the clearinghouse and stuff, and it's a lot. It's interesting to see
1: how they're gonna do everything now with the with the NIL.
0: Yeah, just talk about that real quick, man. Like, um, yo, some of these players gonna make some bread, a lot of money.
1: Oh yeah, I've already seen a, a few of the guys on UTSA get uh, sponsored and and just represent a few few uh. There's a few businesses I know. One one booster has has a few uh, individuals representing his brands, and it's just is honestly I think it's great. Sucks that we weren't able to experience it, but I just think it's I think it's great.
0: Did they ever um? Because I know uh, the the NCA was handing out payments for uh the likeness thing on some certain video games and stuff. Was you were you um, one of them? Was your class one of them that received it?
1: I think we were the very last class. No, 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 no. It, it, I think it stretched to about. 2015, I think that was the last year. Okay, so we were included. I know my class was included. I received my uh my payment. It was it was cool, but uh, still same thing. It's unfortunate. I was on NCAA for like a month or two months, and I never got to play with myself. So I was. I
0: was just about to ask you that. How you I feel about bad. being on a video game? I was just yeah. about
1: to ask that. It was it was it was really cool. I I was bald, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, we we didn't have the graphics that we do now, so and I mean, I think I think it was cool because I was the only I think the, the only reason why I was on there because I was one of the only guys in the recruiting class ranked in the ESPN uh 300, so I I had was on there, had a decent rating. I was I was one of the fastest guys on the team, so I had something to gloat about back home, but <laughs> but besides that, I mean, it was bittersweet, you know, knowing that you just couldn't you know, so you couldn't keep it like previous athletes, you know? Yeah. So, but I mean, still, it was able to be, it was able to come true. So I'm not, I'm not upset about it at all.
0: Man, that's what's up, man. Because uh, I'm like, man, to think that uh, you go from high school and bam, you're in college to damn, you're on a video game. You're, you're playing, you're, you can actually play as yourself on this game. Like, bro, that's gotta be one of the dopest feelings in the world.
1: Oh, it has to, it has to. Like I can only imagine what uh what those guys experienced, like uh Robert Griffin, Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel, you know, guys like that, just sitting there having a having a ball playing with themselves on Madden or, or uh, NCAA. So I know exactly what you mean. It's just great thought,
0: man. Just man, just the whole coaching thing, man. Like I know, um. Does this is coaching something that you really wanted to do after um after your college career or was it something that you' kind of like mm, i might want to be more interested in something else but was this something that you were for sure wanted to do
1: no nah, this 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 wasn't something that i for sure wanted to do I honestly coming out of college all i know is that i i have a real passion for serving and helping others because i know without the help of others i i'd never be in the position that i'm in today so i feel like my purpose is is giving back so like i'm 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 in it for the service i know that college is tough for a lot of individuals especially for a lot of young young men especially for a lot of young athletes especially for a lot of young athletes of color so i just try to do my best to to give back and give knowledge to those who are less fortunate or ones who just don't have anyone to mentor or or to pour into them so coaching is an avenue where i can do that and i'm just thankful that I was able to get my foot in the door and be in the position, be in the position that I am in today, just to help those that that need me look like me and and aspire to to be something
0: better than they are. And that's for up, man. Sound like you got the coaching game on lock. Sound like a uh, man. Sound like some good things happening out there where you at? Oh yeah, we we
1: we we got some things rolling. I got a I got a few guys. I mean, I'm I'm in a great situation right now. Uh, uh, we just had. I believe he was the leading rusher in uh, the Southland Conference, also okay. first team All Conference. Scooter Adams. So, and it's it's honestly interesting that I bring him up because I met him at UTSA. I was playing, and he came to a camp. Didn't even know. So,
0: damn.
1: I, I walked out to practice the first day. He looked at me. I looked at him. He was like, "I know you." <laughs> <laughs> And then it just it went from there, so I mean uh it's it's a great experience working with him. He's a great guy, and I'm just I'm happy to see him and I hope I can I can help him succeed more than he already has.
0: man, that's what's up, man. Like uh, before we wrap this thing up, get out of here, man, I got this one question I want to ask you who was the what was the hardest hit that you ever took? Hmm.
1: hardest hit I ever took.
0: Because I know a lot of running backs are like, man, I want to against such oh. and such linebacker. And he like, he rocked my ass.
1: See, okay. So my hardest hit didn't come from a linebacker. It didn't come from uh, another opponent. The hardest hit I ever I ever had came in a spring scrimmage against an LSU slash trans, TCU transfer, Jordan Moore. Ooh, okay. Tell me about this one.
0: Jordan Moore, so, okay.
1: I know who that is. I've heard all about that, man. So it was... I think it was first and goal. Like I just had a I just had a big run, probably like 40 yards, got it down to the 5. It was like first and goal and coach he looked at me, called me to the back, he's like, "Can you get it in?" I was like, "Man, give me the ball so I can score this thing so we can go." <laughs> um, I get the ball. Jordan's all the way. He's he's further than the left hash. Like we're 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 all the way on the right hash and he's probably 10 yards outside the left hash man, they give me a sweep. I'm sprinting to the edge. I got the whole defense flowing. I cut underneath, got them washed off to the sideline. So I cut underneath. He's screaming, screaming, like screaming down the goal line. And when I tell you he's moving at least a thousand miles per hour and he lowers his head and I lower my head, I get in, but he cracks me on the on the crown of my helmet, and then my head hit the ground. That was my first concussion. Damn. I. I...
0: Damn, <laughs> from your own teammate. Damn.
1: Oh yeah, no, I ain't never. I, I I'll be honest with you, I ain't never been hit like that before. That was he. He got me good, but I scored. So at the end of the day, he took an L, and I didn't. I mean, technically, you're right. Though. <laughs> <laughs> technically, you're right. But. No yeah that, that's that's the hardest hit I ever experienced it was it was pretty good I mean I got up I, I remember walking back um walking back to the backfield I lined up facing the wrong way uh, <laughs> I had to have a few guys come carry not carry me but help me off the field I didn't know where I was so oh yeah, man oh yeah no he he got me it was it was you ever heard of what's that? What's that they tell you in history? The shot heard the first shot heard around the world? No, oh, yeah, the shot heard around the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, you could hear this pop around the world. It was that it was that loud. The, the whole Alamo Dome was empty. All you hear is smack. And I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> he said, Yes, that's
0: me. <laughs> he got me good. If I if oh I man, day, I'd let him know. Man, when you when when did you uh did you watch the play on film? Oh
1: yeah. I I watched it a few times. I mean, it was, it was clear as day. I mean, the, his helmet hit me right on, right on the crown of my head and then you see my face smack the turf and it was just like, you could see I was laying there for a limp for like a little second. So he got me probably giving y'all a little bit too much information, but yeah, he got me.
0: I mean, Hey man, we all get God. Trust me. We You're all right. get got once. You're right. But shoot, man. Um, I appreciate you, bro, for hopping on here with me, man. Like, man, I'm going to have to definitely get everybody to hear your story because, boy, you was you was something else in college, man.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I really do. And thank you again for having me.
0: Man, anytime, man. I'll holler at you later. Of course, man. You be good. All right, you too.